Welcome to Virtually Unbreakable podcast, where we inspire you to live happier and more fulfilling lives. My name is Ella and I'm your host. Today, my guest is Lisa Pape. Lisa is a founder of Walk With Path and a winner of Women in Innovation Award given by Innovate UK. She has also been recognized as one of the key change makers in the health tech industry. And the topic of our conversation is building emotional resilience in yourself and in others. I'm happy to see you here today. So sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. Hi, Lisa, how are you doing today? Hello, Ella. I'm well, thanks. And thank you for having me. No problem. It's my pleasure. So Lisa, I've given a bit of a brief introduction of who you are, but I'm very interested to find out more about your business. Can you tell me what is Walk With Path and what was the inspiration behind the business? Where did it come from, the idea come from? Of course, yes. So Walk With Path is a mobility company. And I was really inspired um, in 2014 when I set it up by the fact that my father was having Parkinson's disease. So Mm -hmm. I had seen some of the struggles that he had with with walking and having falls and things like that. And that Mm -hmm. triggered my interest in trying to create some tool that helps in daily life without having the side effects and the consequences that the drug treatments can have. So that was the sort of initial inspiration and, and where it started. That sounds very good. And you are someone who has been recognized, actually, as one of the 53 women-led startups disrupting health tech industry by the Forbes magazine. Congratulations. Is that for this business or did you have previous businesses that are in line with that bigger vision? Thank you. I mean, everything is related to Walk With Path and the work I'm doing there. As I said, we started in 2014, so we've been going for a little while, and and as such, um, <clears throat> I've been really fortunate to be to be recognized by by many sort of competitions and media, which yeah. is always really rewarding and one of the things that really keeps you motivated even when times are hard. Mm-hmm. What does it give you? Winning, being recognized, and winning that award, also the Women in Innovation Award. Congratulations on that. That's Thank not you. an easy one to to win. But more importantly, did you feel like it given you the positive energy boost and reconfirmation that you were doing the right thing, and did it give you more kind of you know energy to keep going? What's the effect it had on you? Yeah, every award definitely gives me the energy and motivation. It's a big recognition that what you're doing makes sense. Sometimes there's a monetary award, which is also, you know, um, really helpful as a startup. And with the Women in Innovation Award, there's a whole community of other women that, you know, that you can discuss with and exchange ideas. So, So that's really helpful. And that wasn't actually, I wasn't planning to ask you this question, but how did the impact of other women who perhaps are in a similar situation on their entrepreneurial journey, how did that affect you? What did it give you? Um, and would you, what would be your advice when it comes to building that support network? You know, it can be really inspirational. You see other women doing really well. You see other mm. women that you 
um, that you know and and what they're doing, you know, getting out there, being adopted by the NHS or, or what have you. Uh, and that's really inspirational and also helps drive me to want to achieve the same that others are achieving. Um, so I think it's it's a big it's a big important factor. You can learn from each other. You can share things. Um, so absolutely, I would recommend everyone to build up networks like that. How you do it is can be via competitions. I'm part of the network of the Women in Innovation. I'm also part of a network um, from Cartier uh, that runs a yearly <clears throat> competition for women. So I think that's a very good way to build up such networks. But otherwise, um, if you don't have access to that, I mean, there's also meetups. There's a lot of sort of startup events where you can just go and, and meet people and network. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Okay, so tell us about Walk With Path. Um, what is the company mission here? So our mission is to improve mobility and make people more confident when they're walking so that they can stay more active. Um, a big focus for us has been um, sort of healthy aging. So a lot of the um, disease groups that we are targeting, like Parkinson's, but also diabetes, um, are sometimes doing that transition into aging where it's really important to stay active, stay mobile, keep your uh, your current fitness and ability to do the things that you want, right? So yeah, a lot of us take walking for granted and mm. and it's just one of the means to get us what we want which could be to go out with grandchildren or whatever it is, right? But the overall goal is typically not the walk itself, but some other goal that the walking facilitates. Yeah. Uh, well, can you tell me of some of the biggest success stories or transformations that you've seen in people who taken uh, up walking and did it on a regular basis? Yeah. So we have our product Pathfinder, which is for people with Parkinson's disease. It provides visual cueing to alleviate a symptom called freezing of gates and then to stimulate walking and therefore also prevent falls. And since we've had that out for a few years, we have received lots of testimonials from people about how it's helped them to do things that they wanted to do, which could be being able to take the train to work and not have to take early retirement. Mm -hmm. um, another one reported to us being able to engage more in the community, able to meet more with friends and so on, mm -hmm. which was really important to stay to staying active also in that way, right? So <clears throat> often and the mobility facilitates also social connectedness and oh, aspects around more yeah. mental health, yeah. Yeah, that little dog, I sometimes observe I'm a runner. So sometimes I go running around where I live and sometimes I see older people walking their dogs. And some time ago I was thinking, this is like, might be their time to get their half an hour or 20 minutes out of the day where yeah. they don't feel lonely, when they don't feel depressed, when they feel like they're part of community um, not to mention the huge positive impact that daylight brings um, to us and the vitamin D. Um, and um, walking promotes releasing endorphins, right? Which is uh, which promotes um, yeah. happiness, feeling good about us, our life. So you can't really underestimate walking. It's such a simple thing, but it gives us so much. And actually, maybe... Um, 
maybe this is a bit of a generalization, but if you look at the younger generations, they're often consumed with anxiety and depression these days, unfortunately. Well, not just younger people, but in general, uh, these are these are um, big problems. But specifically about younger people, they I find that they could do with more walking and less sitting, right? Um, this is just me uh, from observing them and being out and about with my son. But um, uh, social media promotes that sort of engaging with social media promotes that I think lack of movement a bit. What what is your uh, what is your opinion on that? Yeah, I mean, I haven't looked into it sort of clinically, but I guess I do see it also in teenagers in my family and so on. Yeah. You know, there's a big um, big fascination with gaming or other ways of hanging out with friends yeah. than <laughs> than playing something in the street, right? Which is yeah, definitely a reduction in movement, probably to to when I grew up, for instance. Mm. And it's and movement is the cheapest and uh, the most effective antidepressant. That's um, right. So walking is just fantastic. Okay, and tell me, Lisa, what does well-being mean to you personally? Yeah, I was um, I was thinking about that. It's a. Uh... I mean, it's if I, I'd like to look at it holistically. So I like to stay active. I cycle everywhere. I also like to consume food, which is good for me. Um, I think that's also a big part of well-being. But obviously, I'm not sort of um, overly uh, fanatic or anything. Yeah. I think well-being is also enjoying, right? So yeah. it's a <clears throat> it's a multifaceted uh, term um, that means many things. And for me, it's also a lot about social engagement meeting with friends family and so on so mm -hmm. so it's all of those things that sort of come together as being well-being right because well-being is we're talking about physical well-being emotional well-being mental well-being right uh, uh, yeah you could also even mention spiritual well-being uh, but it's like you say it's all these things coming together and I think exactly it's nice to, it's a simple question, but I think it's nice to talk about that because to so many people, well-being still very much mostly means physical well-being, which is the lack of symptom, for example, or um, the presence of a symptom or an illness or lack of illness. But there are so many different, other different aspects of well-being. And actually, so and actually social connectedness, which is can be promoted through walking, um, is a huge, uh, has a huge positive impact on our well-being and apparently how long we live as well. I, I, lived, I read somewhere that um, the, the loneliness and um, the one single biggest factor that impacts how long we live is whether we are on our own or not. Yeah, it's are. a big factor. It is a big factor. I saw some studies around that as well. Cool. Okay. Um, and what's talking about well-being, um, and especially mental well-being, because this podcast is about mental well-being, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned about your mental well-being during this um this entrepreneurial journey that you are on? Yeah, I mean, you have ups and downs when you have an entrepreneurial journey, right? You have times when things are going well, times when things mm -hmm. are not going well. 
um, it's very typical to have financial struggles. You're trying to raise capital. If you have people employed, you know, you're responsible for for them to some yeah. extent as well. And that creates a bit of a, of a pressure. Mm. And uh, I have felt that from time to time. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes I've had to take a step back and think, mm. okay, the people I've hired myself, what, what are the worst things that can happen to us if, you know, yeah. if this, if, if this venture is no more, right? Yeah. Because that's always the sort of concern as an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah, sure. And at one point I sort of recent, uh, you know, the people I've hired, I've hired because I think they're great. And I'm sure they will do very well in finding other opportunities if they had to. Yes. So I actually reasoned that. Of mm-hmm. course, I would be devastated if, if the venture was no longer, but we would all be sort of okay. And yeah. that was that was quite a big relief in a way, mm-hmm. because you do feel a lot of pressure when you are running yeah. a business and you're responsible for all those other people that you have in your team. Um but yeah, no, it helps to take a step back and think what, for, for me at least, it helps to take a step back and think what is the worst that can happen and what does that scenario look like? Yeah, to kind of just look uh, in the eyes of the problem, face the problem and exactly. then realise it's not that big. Realise that... we can overcome it sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so has that been... Um one of the biggest challenges you faced in your business um, as, or have you faced anything else that you felt like your emotional resilience helped you overcome? Um, I think generally, um, naturally as a person, I don't feel stressed very easily, which is probably helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't let things stress me out so much. So um that I think is very lucky when you're when you're doing a startup but um Mm. what are some of the I mean look there's challenges all the time as a company right and as a startup we're we're doing product creation hardware um COVID has been really difficult for us we were running clinical trials it was really hard to engage with patients suddenly the site with the clinical trials could only do COVID trials we were not that so everything got delayed by more than a year and I had to make sure we still had the financing to continue exactly. despite delays. And, and you know, that's, again, a huge pressure that you then have to find ways out of it. And how did you do that? Yeah. What worked for well, you? We had to cut a bit on spend to sort of stretch things um, to accommodate for COVID because things were taking longer, both in clinical work, but also in production work because everything was harder to source. There was a shortage of of pieces, uh, especially in China, Uh, things made there, electronic components and so on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, because of all the lockdowns in the factories and and all of that. Um, so, So, yeah, you constantly have to assess and, and it's not really easy, but um, but it's an important part of being an entrepreneur, I think. Mm. So it's like you say, it's very helpful that you're someone who doesn't get naturally stressed because um, I think it is a factor. Everybody's slightly different um, there. Um, some people need to adjust their self-care routine, for example, yeah. to not get completely um, overwhelmed by the purpose um, 
uh, and and just be realistic about what can they achieve and by when and within what budget. Um, yeah, but it's it's nice. It's refreshing to hear that you're not someone who naturally struggles with stress. Um, what one of the last questions I want to ask you, Lisa? What um, you're someone who's super um, experienced and, like I said earlier, being awarded many times um, for your impact in the health uh, industry. What would be your advice to young aspiring women who want to start their own business and they don't know either where to start or how to find the the resilience or perseverance to go ahead with it? Yeah, I think uh, if you're considering starting a business, it's really useful to reach out to others who are maybe a little bit further ahead, people who've been starting a business two years ago or something like that. I think it's also really um, worth considering what do I want to do a business on, right? Um, Is it something I'm really passionate about? Mm -hmm. Is it something that will motivate me? even if I can't pay myself a salary for the first year, which is typical in startup, right? So am I motivated by the mission? Do I believe in it enough that I'm willing to make those concessions? Um, Because it is, it is often necessary to make some compromises in your life to be able to, to have the, in a way, luxury of doing your own thing. Um, So that it's really important that you are in it for the long haul. Yeah. Often things go slower than you imagine. Yeah. Um, I think that's very common for entrepreneurs. Yeah, totally, yeah. So so you need to really make sure that this is a topic for you and you're you're in it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And then I would find I would start finding ecosystems to be part of. It could be incubators, accelerators, those programs are, are quite amazing to help people off the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great uh, answer. Thank you so much. It's been fantastic talking to you today. I will make sure I include the link to your profile and your company profile under the show notes of this podcast episode. And I wish you all the best personally and professionally. Thank you so much, Ella. Great to talk to you today. Thank you. Bye. Bye. you for joining me today i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you did enjoy it why not subscribe or leave us a review on spotify or apple podcast i would love to hear from you and know what you think about our content you can connect with me on linkedin the link is below in the show notes if you would like to get more tips on mental health self-growth or relationships subscribe to our newsletter you will find the link below in the show notes. You can also check out our website for more resources on mental health and well-being and managing conflict in relationships. See you in the next episode of Virtually Unbreakable, delivered next week on Wednesday.